25 seconds left to play. You're listening to the Matt Wyatt Show. I want winners. This crowd is alive. Play to win the game. Wyatt from the shotgun, two backs alongside. Knock him out, John. Wyatt gets the ball. It won't be long. Wyatt back to throw. Wyatt looks. Fires toward the end zone. Passes. Caught for touchdown by Matthew Butler. Speak to. They are who we thought they were. And we let them out the hole. I get out of hand. Just, just tell me I'm a jerk and shut up. Let's go scatter the west right tight. That's left. 372 Y The Matt Wyatt Show. He's Radio Wyatt. Well, how am I going to go to college? I'll just play football. Football! <laughs> yeah, football. Everybody's got football on the brain 365. And in fact, for the last week, there's been a few instances where we played a fight song on this show, and every time we did... Roger got this, producer Roger, cynical Roger, got this extra bit of juice in his voice, got excited, and started quoting off how many days it is to the start of college football. Do you notice that, Roger, that, you, that it's just something about the fight songs got you going? Yeah. Worked as designed. That's it. Got you all pumped up. Fight, fight, fight. Yeah. <laughs> well. I might I get whooped, whooped, whooped. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, at least you're in the arena. That's right. Right? What did Teddy Roosevelt say about the the man in the arena? Do you know that one? That's something that we all ought to memorize, in my opinion. Now, it's kind of long, so it's difficult. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's not Lay easy. Lay it on us, man. Lay it on us. Okay, you want to hear it? Is this right. something you picked up at your MSU studies? No. But oh, it is yeah. – I, I think this was passed – this is my dad's favorite all-time quote. That's oh. that's something that's non-religious, non-biblical, non – you know what I'm saying? And being a and being a man of letters, he's read a few things. So this He's stands read a few. Out. This stands out. All right, so let me set it up. I'm Matt. I'm in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go! With the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau. Roger's right over there. Y'all heard him already, so now that means everything's going to go smoothly. Here's the quote. Theodore Roosevelt. It is not the critic who counts. Not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who's actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly who errs, who comes short again and again because there is no effort without error or shortcoming, but who does actually strive to do the deeds, who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at the best, in the end, knows the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat. Wow. 
That's heavy. Woo-hoo. Teddy Damn. Roosevelt. Theodore Roosevelt, who at six years old, little six-year-old Teddy Roosevelt. Wrote that right there. Nope. No, no, not yet. But at six years old, he was up on about the fifth floor of a of a building in some big city, peering out the window as the Abraham Lincoln funeral train and procession came through town. Amazing. Do you know that? I yep. didn't. Yep, seen that picture too. So that's it. You Roger. think of him as a as a rough rider, not a great rider. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, oh, he's great. That right there was great. It's not the critic. It makes your eyes kind of tear up a little bit. Yeah, what it does is it makes you want to get out and you gotta do, do something. You got to do that to music, man. Yeah. Do one well, of your deals with it. And maybe you could do the video thing. Do the That'd video be awesome. Thing. Well, and I don't like my own voice. I hate it. Well, I don't hate my own voice. I'm I'm thankful for it because some people don't have one. But I don't like yeah. it. You know, it needs to be like a, Roger, like you you need to read this and voice this. Or, um, you know, like we need to go all the way to the top and get like a like a James Earl Jones there you go. You know? I or can get or, our voice guy to calm down. <laughs> He's always so excited. Or a Morgan Freeman. Yeah. Imagine him reading this. You know, uh, wasn't it Morgan Freeman? Well, oh, God, that, I, would be, uh, that would be perfect. Wouldn't yeah. it be perfect? See, but, you know, it's not a very popular quote right now in America in our kind of climate that we have. Everybody gets a trophy? That. Number one, you know, you have this idea that everybody gets a trophy, but you also, in media, see, every type of big, uh, big boat media, whether it's the big networks and the political stuff, or whether it's the big sports networks, ESPN and Fox and all that, they don't really like it. They don't like the idea of somebody who is a former president who's highly thought of and the idea that the critics don't count, see, because the critics really do want to count. They really do. But see, here's a lot more of them than there are actual doers. Absolutely. Well, and he's exactly right. So you were talking about fight. I may get whipped. Well, there's a whole lot of things. There's a lot of things worse than getting whipped in a fight, like standing over there picking your nose, watching everybody else try. That's worse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> it's like I, I heard a man one time in a meeting. This is years ago. Say that fear was his biggest motivator. And, and fear of failure was his biggest motivator. And I, I guess that's okay to be motivated that way in life, really anything. And I guess to a degree we all are, right? Like most of us are. Like, that can cut both ways, yeah. Like why do you work hard? Why do you make sure you get up and get to work on time? Yeah, because, you know, you really want to make that house payment. Therefore, you need the yeah. check. You know, you don't want to sit there and, and fail and have them come and repossess your house and run you out on the street. So Maybe I mean, needs a new pair of shoes, right? To a degree, we're all that way, but but I don't. I'm not much that way to a fault. Very little fear throughout my life. You know, I was the one who everybody else would stand around and look at it and think, "Should we do?" And I'm like, "Here goes Matt. Pew, go try it." <laughs> but my philosophy always kind of my, my not philosophy. It's just kind of the way you think is opportunity. You can't just sit there and let opportunity just sit there unseized. <laughs> if it's if there's an opportunity, you got to seize it, man. Because ultimately, I think fear is a learned behavior. Well, it is. It is. I, I you know. I, I didn't have any fear when I was running off a high hill on a kudzu vine and swinging out, you know, right? fifty feet high in the air. 
I don't think I'd do that now. So you wouldn't now because you've learned. Well, I'm probably weigh a little more than I did too. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know how strong that kudzu is wound up in the top of that tree. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, y'all look that up. Everybody memorize, rememorize. <laughs> remember. Everybody remember and memorize the uh, Theodore Roosevelt quote. It's not. Did you do that cancer. from memory? No, no. I can only remember. Oh. I, at one point, I memorized like the last um, third of that paragraph, but I never did actually memorize the entire thing. You get down to the last third, especially the last line, you know, his, his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who know neither victory nor defeat. I always could remember that, and I kind of remember like, memorized the last uh, part of it. I met a man several years ago, Roger, who had memorized the poem about, you know, Casey at the bat, you know, the mighty oh, yeah. case he struck out. Oh, that's awesome. And, and he had memorized the entire thing. And so when he could recite it, it had a little rhythm and kind of a sing-song to it and it just made it that much better. And I thought, I'm going to start memorizing some of these cool things. And I never got around to it. That's how that works also. <laughs> you, you say you're going to do something, you never get around to it. Different kind of start to the show. And, and so, you know, hey, here we go. Let's do sports radio and let's be critics. Uh, as I was reading that quote from Theodore Roosevelt, I couldn't help but think about what has been a subject in this state over the last couple of days. The um, Mike Bianco situation, coaching baseball at Ole Miss, and part of their fan base saying they ought to make a change and couldn't win the right games. And then they looked and he lost in the midweek to Arkansas State and all that kind of stuff. Somebody yesterday, you may remember this, Roger, somebody yesterday I think texted the show and wanted to know uh, if I had the audio of the post-game interview with Coach Bianco after they gave up those six runs in the ninth inning to Arkansas State and lost, I did. I was able to go find it. Here it is. This is from Learfield IMG on the radio broadcast. Right after the game was over, they'd given up the six runs in the ninth. Arkansas State won it. Bianco was good and mad. And he was on the field interviewed by Keith Kessinger on the broadcast. Yeah, it is tough. But, you know, what it comes down to is we're just not tough enough. And what it comes down to is, you know, when it gets really tough, uh, we don't have enough players that want to make plays, that want to pitch, that want to hit. You know, there's there were too many holes. You know, once again, we can only score five runs. Once again, we can't close the game out. We got five-run lead with six outs to go. And, you know, we pitched everybody. Didn't want to pitch Miller. Didn't, you know, didn't want to pitch Crazy, But, you know, have to. And, and of course, you know, we just you know again can't finish a game coach this team at, at times has had that difficulty getting the hit with men in scoring position and again that, that came up tonight you get the five runs it looks like that's enough but a lot of those as you look back would have been big base hits you're right and, and you're you're exactly right you're being kind but that's what's been us for the last month you know five runs we you know we don't get eight you know we scored uh you know 19 at lsu and we scored you know some runs against florida but besides that we haven't scored you know you know this great offense hadn't scored and you know a lot of three run games four run games five run games this is not good enough all right coach thank you very much we will see coach bianco is He's heading over to visit, I think, again with a couple of guys, DK. And um, as you can tell, and I heard part of the meeting with the team, and he, he certainly was not a happy coach tonight. So that was uh, the postgame interview after the Arkansas State loss in the midweek. Um, you know, the text that came in yesterday said, hey, do you have that? I heard it was epic. <clears throat> you know what it sounded like? What did it sound like? Do you remember that uh, video that went around like, 
couple of football seasons ago, and it was a, actually a comedian, but he was dressed like he was a coach after a game, and mm. they were, you know, he's talking about why he didn't, why they didn't win. Well, I don't have any players. The good players, I went to other schools, and he just goes <laughs> went down just ripping his team, you know. Yeah, he's a, so it kind of sounded like he was channeling that guy. Yeah, you know, and to to Coach Bianco's credit, uh, from my perspective, number one, he's exactly right, and number two, he did say we. You know, I can handle it okay if a coach says, well, we didn't do this or we weren't this or we weren't tough enough. At least it's we because it's, you know, it's everybody. It's kind of the whole collective there. I don't like it when coaches say they. The players did this and they and that and he didn't. And, you know, I'll make it personal, but look, Bianco's right. They're just lacking a little bit of toughness, whatever it takes to to finish off some stuff. Uh, and to finish off some games, to stay in some games, and he, there's a little sarcasm in there. He said, "Our, you know, our great offense scoring five runs a game. <laughs> Look, frustrated, man. Um, and you can certainly understand it. Now, uh, that kind of shows you how things make their way to kind of growing into big fish tails on the internet. As by the time it gets around to our texture yesterday, he said he heard it was epic. Well." You tell me whether or not it was epic. If somebody says it was an epic post game, I think ranting and raving and cussing, and it was none of that. Um, no, sir, I, hey, look, when you lose, you don't want your coach to be all that happy about it, do you? I promise you that. You don't want it. Back to the Teddy Roosevelt thing real quick. Fluffy Bottoms texted the show at 885-ESPN and said, Teddy Roosevelt's the last person a college football fan should be quoting. He tried to outlaw it. Yeah, it's an interesting story about that. You go back uh, in the early part of the 20th century, in the early 1900s, college football had guys dying from contact, concussions and neck injuries. They were pretty dumb. If you Google it, do early football helmet testing, you'll see they have a guy with a leather helmet on, bent over, running at a barn door. Yeah, I know. Just run right into it. That's the guys who are doing the scientific testing. <laughs> and so, yeah, they thought they were just going to outlaw it. It was mainly Ivy League schools and a few others. Yeah, it sure was. But then he I says – somebody, a relative of somebody, you know, like got hurt. Yeah. Fluffy Bottoms offered to do the voiceover of that uh, read of that video project. He said, I could read it for you either as Christopher Walken or Mr. Panda Pants. What is that? <laughs> what is – I've heard that uh, recently uh, several times. It must be uh, something that you, if you've got kids, you're seeing. Okay, I, I see. Mr. Is Panda that something? <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> Christopher Walken. That would be interesting. I think I, I heard that actually in one of the commercials about a restaurant here, Panda Pants or something. Okay. So right. Christopher Walken would be kind of interesting. I got that audio of that. It, it, the, the name of the thing was if football coaches were honest. It's about 60 seconds. If you wanted to Let's hear it. Let's hear it. All right. Well, stand by. Here we go. So I say. <laughs> <laughs> it's the wrong button. Well, so, uh, it's over there somewhere. Oh yeah, man, I'm gonna have to get. It. Just to... do like Andy Griffith did in No Time for Sergeants and just spit in the back of it and hit it. Hey, coach, is there anything you want to change? 
I mean, I mean, I don't know what you want me to tell that. Everybody's like, football's a team game. Okay, it's not a team game, okay? I did my part, all right? I put in a great game plan. I mean, these players, they're horrible. These My players are no good. I mean, everybody's like, no excuses. No, I got, you know what? I got 22 excuses. 11 on my offense and 11 on my defense. Our offensive coordinator is terrible. He gets half of his plays off of Madden rookie mode. I mean, the guy is no good. In our offensive line, it's like Obama's immigration policy. Let everybody through. Do we have a chance next week? No, we don't. We're 0-8. We're not good at football. I got three white receivers. Our red zone defense is like Oprah. Like, you get a touchdown, you get a touchdown, you get a touchdown. Our quarterback, look at the playbook. We put in plays for Peyton Manning. He plays like Cooper Manning. I mean, the guy's just not good at football. No credit to the other team, okay? The other team is awful. We tried to recruit bigger, better players to come play for us, but they went to good schools. I put in the game plan. These kids can't execute. Third down, terrible. I know we need better players. I get it. We can't win with the product we got in the field here. Like, I'm down to Rick Patino some guys if I need to, but not at this level. I'm not going to jail for these kids. I mean, they're all talking in the locker room like, we're a team. We're in this together. No matter what happens, we're together. Like, not me, dude. I'm out of here. This team's terrible. <laughs> you see what I meant? If That's Bianco great. had pressed on the gas a little bit, that's uh, what it would have sounded like. That's what it sound- <laughs> yeah, just really open up. Just really open up about it. That's pretty good. <laughs> um, hey, uh, I appreciate this text from Damien. Matt, you need my dad, R.H. Brown, to narrate that piece by Roosevelt. You know him, WCBI and WACR Radio in Columbus, Mississippi, for over 30 years. Yeah, I do know your dad, Damien. Sure do. have met him, of course, and uh, used to always watch him on television, local news reports on WCBI out of Columbus. R.H. Brown, very distinguishable voice, no question. Did it get passed down? Is it hereditary, Damien? If it is, call me on the Divinity phone. I'd love to hear your voice. (laughs) Double entendre there. On the Divinity phone, Divinity equipment, Madison and in Jackson, 995-1059 is the number to call. I'd love to hear from you. 995-1059. Nine nine five one zero five nine. From Jay in Baltimore. Baltimore. MD, right? Is it MD? Maryland? Yeah. Listening Dr. online. Ba- Dr. Baltimore. <laughs> Baltimore. Um, he says, go Arrows. He says, big, uh, bad news on Big Mac. That would be, yep, Elijah McNamee. Who do you feel most comfortable with playing right field? I would say that. You know, right now, it would be Brad Cumbus until you see it otherwise because he's your backup right fielder and your backup center fielder, but until you see otherwise. And then he says, and should we consider DHing Skelton to get Luke Hancock's bat in the lineup? The kid is hot. Yeah, I don't know. I, not not that scenario. If you're going to get – if you've got to get Hancock in the lineup, you put him at DH. But you want Skelton behind the plate. More experienced – He's throwing everybody out. Had a great weekend at Ole Miss, gunning down runners. He's really confident in that area. Just, you know, a senior catcher. Is he a junior or a senior? I just know that he's an upperclassman and he's been through it a million times. And so I want Skelton behind the plate. And if you need to get Hancock in the lineup, probably just need to do that with, you know, let him be the uh, DH. Unnamed Texter says that. The quote there in the coach thing, I'm down I'm down to Rick Patino some kids. <laughs> what I've always said about Rick Patino is he is living proof that if you act like a rat long enough, you begin to look like one eventually. Oh, that is That's, so dead on. I mean, is it not dead on? 
pointy little face and everything. Yeah, and consequently acts like a rat. No, I decided to have a little fun with you, Roger. Um, I got a whole bank of new fight song stuff. And listen, if you're tuning in, I promise here it is on a Thursday. Yeah, we're going to preview baseball starting tonight, final weekend of the regular season, all that. Brett Hudson's coming by later. We're going to talk state baseball, postseason, all this. Austin Riley homered in his first game as an Atlanta Brave. The Mississippi kid went deep. Lots of stuff to get to. Ton of it. Ton of it. But I do have a whole new thing of fight song stuff over here that I'm going to play. Just because it's fun, and this week it was fun, and several people after doing that messaged me on Twitter and said, I really enjoyed hearing the fight songs. You should play this one. You should play this one. You should play this one. Well, you're going to get what you want. But in the process, I remembered, Roger, a couple of years ago when little old lowly Vanderbilt in Nashville hosted the Big Bad University of Tennessee, and Vandy football beat Tennessee. Right after the game, Tennessee fans had to file out of there right through you know fraternity row, basically on the Vanderbilt Ouch. campus. Yes. Oh, no. And one of the fraternities for Vanderbilt got out in the yard, started having a square dance, and they played a very particular song they square danced to as the Tennessee fans left and had no choice but to see and hear it. In just a second, when we come back, I'm going to play it for you. I sure am. Oh, and also to um, Peas and Cornbread Preacher who called yesterday. You're right. Matt Butler's name kind of gets cut off in that show open, doesn't it? we got to remedy that. And I'll get the Chicken Hawks call coming up as well. Y'all stick around. Just getting started. I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show. I'm mad. I'm in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go! With the home team. Matt on the text line, 885-ESPN, said, don't bench Skelton. Yeah, no, that is not an option. It's nothing anybody even remotely familiar with Mississippi State baseball would consider. It's not benching him. You know, the, the suggestion on the text was, do you DH Skelton let the other kid catch? But I think vice versa. You know, if you got to get somebody at bats, let them DH. Skelton is the man. People may not realize that, but Dustin Skelton for state baseball, he's the most improved player at the plate from last year's team to this. And it's really not close in regards to that. He's the most improved player from last year's team to this year's team uh, at the plate. And heck, he's one of the most improved defensive players as well. You know, he's He's a huge part of their success. He's in the lineup and behind the plate every day on the weekends if you can do it. Unless he just needs rest or something. That's it. Now, here's what I was telling you, Roger. So a couple years ago, Vandy beat Tennessee in football in Nashville. 
And all the poor Tennessee fans who attended the game in Nashville had to exit campus. A lot of them had to drive right through Fraternity Row. <laughs> and one of the fraternities got out on the front lawn of their fraternity as the Tennessee fans were driving by. These Vandy kids were having a hoedown. And the song would end, and the Vandy kids would go, What's next? What's next? And then they just play the same song over again, and somebody caught it with their cell phone. It's hilarious. start dancing again like swinging around arm in arm that's an abusive fight song well it's their fault for having that oh you don't like it well i love it but not for a fight song you're inviting ridicule all right so let me see let me find the uh i got it for you right here this is the tennessee version this is kind of their, this is their band Yeah, and so, like, do any other schools take a, some type of popular song, whether it's country or whatever, and turn it into a fight song? Now, say what? I have heard the definitive version of that song is done by Alabama fans. Oh, yeah? And it's not safe for <laughs> Yeah, that's it. That's the uh, Tennessee band. I kind of like Rocky Top. I like the song, but I don't know. I saw what happened. You you like the uh, Osborne Brothers version of it, don't you? <laughs> Listen to this. Have you ever paid attention to the male voice? I wish that I was on old Rocky Top down in the Tennessee hills. <laughs> I mean, come on now. He's a tenor, straight up. <laughs> he is straight up a tenor. All right, so um, fun with songs. I told you we were going to do it. Um, there's a big lead up to Alabama. And I will say, if you've ever gone to a game in Tuscaloosa and the band turns your direction over there on that west side and starts blaring the lead up to their song... Pretty cool. Do you know the name, Roger, of the Alabama fight song? I do not. It is Yay Alabama. And in fact... I see what they did there. Yeah. Yay Alabama. And it has uh, some really interesting lyrics, if you've ever looked at it. It's it's non-typical in in that regard. In in what the... um, you know, the actual words to the song is, I don't know that. Um, At least they didn't go with, like, Oh, Susanna, like see if you Tennessee. Can, oh, I know, yeah. Pick up some of it. All right, so. You obviously can't pick all that up when you listen to them sing, so let me just tell you what they said. At one point in that song, they say, go teach the Bulldogs to behave. Send the Yellow Jackets to a watery grave. Now listen to this. 
If the man starts to weaken, that's a shame. Here it is. For Bama's pluck and grit have writ her name in crimson flame. How about that? That's some lyricism right there, brother. Yeah, that's impressive. I guess it is. I mean, I don't know. I wonder when that song came out. It's kind of got a certain era uh, yeah, it's, stamped on it. Yeah, it's way, way, way back. You're right. Certain era stamped on it. Okay, one of the more popular things that bands play in college football is... 1892, by the way. Really? 1892? That's even farther back than you'd have thunk. <laughs> One of the popular well, things have, that bands I play. I may have got if, that wrong, but I'll just yeah, go ahead. Sorry. If you're the Tigers, Roger, they play Tiger Rag. Everybody's got a different version of it. I have long held that the Auburn University band version of Tiger Rag is the best. All right. Here is LSU. This is the LSU, what do they call them, a golden band from Tigerland or whatever they call them. This is the LSU version of Tiger Rag. So it's a little slower and it's a little soupy, whatever you want to call it. All right, so that's LSU. This is the Auburn version. You're going to hear quickly why I like it better. I mean, it doesn't get much better than that. It's peppy, and the Auburn band is great. They're very underrated. Auburn's is by far the best version of Tiger Rat, in my opinion. I'd have to make a correction, by the way. What's that? It was after their 1926 Rose Bowl oh. victory. They did a uh, competition, uh, the, the Rammer Jammer, the student newspaper. Uh-huh. And several entries were submitted, and the winning entry, Yay Alabama, was adopted. Yay Alabama. Now, while did... we're on that, what's the name of the band? Oh, the Million Dollar Band. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Call them the Million you know Dollar how I, Band. how you got the name? I don't. Well, supposedly, to paraphrase, a visiting football coach, head coach said, well, you don't have a football team worth a plug nickel, but you got a Million Dollar Band. <laughs> That's pretty good. Um, how do people around here feel about forward rebels? You know, because for years and years they played Dixie. Dixie was their fight song at Ole Miss, and they do away with that for obvious reasons, and now they go with this. The forward rebels thing. You know, and I can't ever get a gauge on whether or not their fans actually like it or not. Maybe they're still kind of in that era of, you know, transition. Maybe that's what it is. Roger, you like USC? Well, yeah, I guess. It's awesome. They start doing that Trojan march, and everybody recognizes it. My goodness. I hear USC doing a Trojan march. All I can hear in my head is Keith Jackson. USC in Michigan in the Rose Bowl. Have you ever experienced this band live? No. 
I wish I could have. I've sp- experienced just about all the rest of them that were playing live in one shape, form, or fashion. Need to tell you about some of that. Um, Chicken Hawk on the phone on the Divinity Equipment phone line. Chicken Hawk, you there? What's going on there, Bob Taylor? Yo, hey, and listen, the music's going to start here pretty soon. I may, I, I'm just giving you a warning, but go ahead. I think we got time. All right, well, hell, State. And look here, I can tell you real quick what's wrong with them boys up there school up north. You know, the, the coach, you know, it, it ain't Bianco's fault. It's the doggone administration. Whenever they change them folks from being rebels into teddy bears, mm. that's what happened. They ain't never recovered yet from being teddy bears. <laughs> the only real teddy bear, the only real, you know, you know what the other dog was, you know, see if they could have got the copyright use of uh, Yogi and Boo Boo mm. because. That's the only real rebel pair that there is. You know what? You remember watching Yogi and Boo Boo, don't you? I sure do. Hey, hey, Boo Boo. <laughs> yeah, hey, Boo Boo. And uh, and what what did he do? He was always he was a rebel. He mm. was always running around, man, stealing picnic baskets. <laughs> so you know, this 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 it ain't the boys' fault, man. It's, okay. it's the administration. If they ever go back, man, and start. You know, have Colonel Ray about that. Everybody gets fired up. It's just a few people. Mm-hmm. But you know how it is nowadays. So, yep. anyway, hey, you going to Hoover? <laughs> yep, I'll be there all week. Okay, well, me and Lou Bell's going to be over all there. All right. All right. Yeah, Come we done got, we done got our tickets. You know, we ordered our tickets Monday. a boy. <laughs> well, I look yeah, forward we, to we seeing y'all there, there, Chicken Hawk. Hey, how, how do I know about seeing you there at Learfield? Do you, is Learfield just football or is Learfield baseball, too? I tell you what, um, give Roger a contact, and I'll get in touch with you. How about that? Okay, yeah, okay. All right, appreciate All right, Roger, you. let me come to you. Hell State, and put me on hold for Roger. All right. Thanks, Chicken Hawk. Y'all stick around. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show. I got a little too excited over here. I kicked. No, gone. I kicked the cord and knocked the charger out of my computer. Kind of a disaster over here. At least it's that that magnetic connection, right? So yes. Max. Yep. It does have that. It does have the magnetic connection. Can't tell you how many of those uh, little where the board hooks up to that where you oh, yeah. plug it in on a regular PC that the engineer around here. <laughs> Who's the engineer around here, Roger? George Thomas. Yep. Old George. Not like the Wendy's guy. One of the guy. best in the business, really. Not What's the that? not the Wendy's George Thomas, the other George Thomas. No, yeah, that's another Thomas. That's Dave Thomas. Dave, that's right. Not George. Dave. Okay. Yeah. Thanks for setting me straight. Details. Hashtag details. <laughs> the I bet uh, he wish he was related, to be honest. <laughs> yep. All right. Uh, thanks to Chicken Hawk for the call on the Divinity Equipment phone. Divinity Equipment in Madison and in Jackson. Your Kubota dealer. 995 1059. On the text line over here, Fluffy Bottoms says the best performance of Rocky Top, or Rocky Top was uh, Kenny Rogers 
What? From Six Pack with Kenny Rogers? What is that? Is that a typo, Fluffy? Help me out, man. I don't know what you're talking about. Brooks in Lafayette says that he likes Mississippi State's original fight song, Madeline or Madeline. How do you pronounce it? Scott texted and said that the Ole Miss fight song should be Man of Constant Sorrow. We ain't one at a time in here. We're mass communicating. Oh, yes. That's a powerful new force. Mm-hmm. Shake a leg, Junior. Shake a leg, Junior. Got a text here that says, yeah, it was reminding me, you know, I was talking about, so Tennessee took a country song, basically, uh, turned it into their fight song, Rocky Top. And someone texted and said Jackson State uses a pop song. They do. Get ready. Roger played it for us earlier in the week, and then you sent me the link there. I appreciate that. That's right. It's, get ready, because here I come. There, That's the Jackson State de facto fight song, although they play many, many, many other songs, the sonic boom. And a text here about baseball. Baseball is like any other sport, it says, and like other endeavors in life. It's not the most talented or the team with the best stats, or the team everyone thinks deserves to win that wins the championship. Rather, it's the team that's able to get it done when the pressure is the greatest. When it matters the most, those are the ones that become champions. This makes uh, the best team. And it's it. You know, crunch time, crucial hits, two-out hits, two-strike hitting, all that stuff. And it's it. You know, there, there's... People say luck, you know, though there's this element of luck, and that's just one way to describe it. But it's that you know, some teams pull it off in a in a crucial time, in a crunch time more often than others. And that's the difference, is what separates them. It's not about talent. I mean, there's got to be a certain threshold of talent you have to reach in order to get there, but then in what separates? In a I word, what? Will is a good way of putting it. Will. That is a good word. That's it. You kind of have this will about you that you're just going to make it happen. And you find a way to make it happen. Unrelated here, Roger, my mother-in-law posted something on Facebook that got my attention. My mother-in-law posts a lot of stuff on Facebook. She's really funny. A lot of it's political and a lot of it's not. But look, she posted on Facebook. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you this, Roger, because this is your hometown. All right. She posted and said to the new sports guy on WJTV Channel 12. It's not potonic. It's just plain old Pontotoc. <laughs> it is hard to explain to people who have <laughs> land of hanging grapes. <laughs> <laughs> old Choctaw Indian term Chickasaw one I'm not sure but Roger apparently he called it Potonic <laughs> that's that's great that's not even close bless his heart and here's the thing it's like we don't <laughs> hold it against him because it is hard to say when you don't know well an agadocious is going to kill him <laughs> not to mention Gaucher alright I'm going to have to get on here um, there's a guy who a lot of people listening are going to recognize or know this name his name is Will Colmeyer. And oh, yeah. Will Colmeyer, longtime sports guy on local television in the Tupelo area, surrounding areas. And um, 
he's moved on from that the, the the sports anchor reporter world he did that for the better part of 25 years or so but he's been in the broadcasting world he calls games on the SEC network plus for Ole Miss and I think right about now he's doing a lot of the games of broadcasting of the high school state championship baseball games that are going on in the state right now and I need to get Will on here to tell some stories because he came from Wisconsin Will, born and raised in Wisconsin, near, not too far from Green Bay, thick Wisconsin accent, you know, big uh, Packers, Badgers fan. And you can only imagine when he first got to North Mississippi for his job, when he started, you know, he gotta, he's got to start pronouncing some of these places. Yeah, don't you know. <laughs> you know, Tishomingo County. That's, that's pretty easy. How'd you screw that one up? Well, I'm just saying, though, if you've never seen it before, Tish, it, it seems easy to us. Yeah. But, you know, you're let's just say you're in a newscast and it's up there on the prompter and, man, the pressure's on and, you know, there's no telling what might come out. But they got Indian names all over the country, a, a lot of them up there where he's they from. Do. So you, you think he grappled with Yeah, those. that's right. Maybe it helps some. Different tribe, though. I'm going to say you probably never he said. He speaks Iroquois. I'm going to say you probably never said Potonic, though, to be honest with you. <laughs> Just ask somebody. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> we'll have to get him on here to tell some stories for sure. 33 years ago, Roger. 33 years ago. Mm. You recognize it? You're going to. Good luck. Thirty-three years ago, Top Gun was released. So May the sixteenth. What year was it? Nineteen eighty-six. Eighty-six. They released Top Gun. Great movie, great song. When I was a kid, though, they made Top Gun into a video game on Nintendo. This is what it sounded like. Listen. Play Top Gun on Nintendo. You know you're old if you recognize this. Yeah, you're playing that video game, and Roger, it would like the plane would take off and, and it would level out. You get to choose which missiles you wanted to fire. It was way, Fun. it was this was big time stuff back in 1988, probably when it was something like that. Movie came out in '86. Hour one in the books. Brett Hudson's coming up next. We have baseball to look ahead to. We'll do it here on the show with you in the Farm Bureau studio. Stick around. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show 